0: we give back all the equity that we have in your business. So those are the kind of full rundown of all the different options out there for for funding your business.
1: Many Amazon sellers think business growth is the same as sales growth. But if you're smarter, you know E-commerce businesses are sold as a multiple of profits, not of sales. So if you want to build a sellable business, you need to grow profits. And to grow profits, you need to cut waste and increase profitable sales. Our new quick assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. Go to AmazonProfitQuiz.com. That's AmazonProfitQuiz.com to get your free instant diagnosis welcome to the 10k collective podcast for six seven and eight figure amazon and e-commerce sellers part of the amazing fba podcast family if you want to scale fast target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process then keep listening If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com 377. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 10K Collective Podcast, the place to be for six, seven, and eight-figure Amazon sellers. I'm here with Ben Koch from Acrumi, and they are investors in Amazon sellers. And amazingly, unlike the aggregators that we've heard so much about, they invest a, in a percentage of the business, they don't buy the whole business, and they don't demand that you, you pay the money back the next day either. So that's a refreshing change. So, Ben, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, Michael. Glad to be here. Yeah, certainly educated myself a great deal in the last episode about your way of looking at the finances. So really helpful. If you haven't listened to that, folks, do listen to that. Today, we're going to talk about a quick comparison of different types of capital raising. So there's loans and there's equity, right? Or what they call dilutive funding, I believe. This is the phrase I've heard. Is that about right? What is the sort of simplest way of dividing this world up?
0: Yeah. So there's, I guess, debt and equity is probably the highest level, simplest form. And then I like to think of it also in in tiers. So based on your size and business performance, you can be eligible for different tiers and levels of funding. The smaller and newer you are, the more expensive and smaller the lending or investment amounts are going to be. And the bigger you are, the more options you have available to you. Going through the top options for Amazon sellers. So the first one is just starting with like family and friends. So if you're brand new, you just have an idea and you're just starting an Amazon business. Most people are going to either have their personal savings to dip into, but if they don't, they're either going to turn to family and friends and say, hey, can you invest and help me start this business or credit cards? So both obviously not ideal or not the most popular type of funding, family and friends, because things go well or even or don't go well. You're going to have to spend some time with your investors at Christmas and all the holidays and explain to them what's happening with your business. And then credit cards, obviously, people don't like because they have an impact on your credit score. And this obviously depends on where you're based, personal guarantees, high interest rates, all that kind of stuff. So that's basically if you're just starting out and those are really your only options. Then once you have a little bit of an Amazon business going and you're making some money with it and you're generating revenues, not necessarily profits, you can get into factoring and revenue-based loans. So factoring is basically when a company will buy your Amazon receivable. So let's say Amazon owes you $100,000. They'll say, I'll give you 90 today. And when Amazon pays you the 100 in the 100,000 in two weeks, we'll take 95 and send you the other five. So you got 95 and we made a small cut of your receivable. And that's a pretty low risk investment for the investor. And for Amazon sellers, I, what I compare those to are like payday loans, right? Like I'm getting, I get paid on Friday and I need the money on Monday for rent. So let me get the money on, let me borrow against what I'm getting paid. So those are going to be expensive. And basically it becomes a cycle where you're going to have to constantly keep doing that. Basically constantly keep borrowing against your receivables to stay afloat. So it's good if, you know, you need money tomorrow, and you don't have any other options, but it's expensive and just starts you on a cycle of constantly having to borrow against your receivables. Then a little bit higher up, there would be revenue-based loans. So revenue-based loans is where a user's going to look at your business as a whole, and then mostly looking at your revenue, and they'll lend you money and basically say, for every sale you make, I want 20% of your proceeds. So maybe you're doing 100,000 sales a month, and they say, of that, I'm going to take 20 off the top. You're going to pay that back to me to pay down your loan and we're gonna do that until the loan gets paid back. Those are pretty popular now, the revenue-based ones. There's a lot of companies offering revenue-based financing. The thing that a lot of people get stuck with is if they're not making a 20% profit on their sales, and they're paying 20% of their revenue, to pay back the lender. They're basically upside down at that point with their cash flow and they're going to need to keep borrowing to sustain their cash flow, buy more inventory. And that again gets them into a little bit of a little bit of a hole. And then there are term loans. That's those are things like what's offered by Amazon lending. Those are probably, as far as loans go, the best option for Amazon sellers, depending on the terms you get. So Amazon loans can vary pretty wide as far as terms go. They can give you a three-month term and 15% interest, or they can give you a 16 month term and 10% interest. And that term, the amount of months that you have to pay the loan back is going to have a really big impact on your cash flow. For example, if you have $100,000 and you need to pay it back in three months, if you have a three month term, you're basically paying $30,000 a month back to Amazon. Whereas if you have 12 months to pay it back, you're paying less than $10,000 a month. So it makes a big difference on your cash flow, the term that you have. And then The other one would really be equity of some sort. So bringing in an equity investor, there are all kinds of people who could be equity investors. It could be family, it could be friends, it could really be anyone. But equity is probably... An option either with family or friends or you have to be very big to be attracting a professional type investor or even an aggregator that's going to do a partial buyout or something like that. And then I guess there's also a crewy. So technically we are a preferred equity investment in your business, but we're a temporary equity investor in your business, meaning once we get back the amount of money we've invested plus our share of the profit over time that we track in our portal and you can see every day, we give back all the equity that we have in your business. So those are the kind of full rundown of all the different options out there for, for funding your business.
1: Great. Right. I'm taking very detailed notes here because there's a lot to absorb. So as ever, if you want to read the notes, folks, to so go to 10kcollective.com and we make notes and put our links there. So the obvious question for me then is with uh, AccruMe that a preferred equity investment, okay, you get back what you invested plus you know your percentage of the profit at as presumably relevant relative, if that's the right word, to the amount you invested, the percentage of equity you have. But how do you actually get that back? Is the idea, what's the exit strategy, if that's the right word even? Is it that everyone will sell the business and you get paid back then? Or is it more normal that the the majority business owners will buy you out over time? How does that actually look in practice?
0: So what most of them have done is they end up, some of them sell and just pay us off when they sell. And then a lot of the times what happens is we give them money, they grow very quickly. And then they start running out of things to do with the money. They used to say, I have more product opportunities than I do money. I need more money so I can buy more inventory. And then it gets to a point where they say, I have as much inventory as I need and I can't find more products or I don't have to have six months worth of all my SKUs. I don't need to keep paying you guys. I have enough money to basically support the business on my own. And what they'll usually do in that case is then start paying us down slowly or pay us down in one big chunk. So you know we can let them... But they, A lot of people use our funding like a credit line where they'll draw down money from us when they need it. And they can do that all on the portal. If they click a button, send me more money, or they pay us back when they don't need it. So they'll say, hey, I have an extra 10,000 sitting in the account and I don't have anything to buy with it right now. So you guys take that back. And they just click a button, we take it back. And then if they ever need it again, they draw it down. So that's how the pe- most of the people who have paid us back in full have done it. They basically said, I got an extra 20,000 this month, take that. And then the next month, same thing, but it's all on their schedule. And if they needed it, they know they could always pull it down. And some of them have just sold and said, hey, I'm selling, I'll send you a big check tomorrow. But for the most part, it's been slowly paying us down over time on a schedule that works for them.
1: Yeah, great. So it sounds like you have a lot of the advantages for the seller anyway of the more flexible but more expensive loans, but of course, the cash flow is very different because you're not asking for the money tomorrow. So that does sound pretty ideal, I have to say. Let's talk about the simple thing of investments versus loans. I mean, again, simple. This is a huge area, I realize. But if you could sum it up in a nutshell, what is the best use of loans? We have talked about in the previous episode how people get it wrong. So over borrowing relative to their equity by the sound of it, or if, if you explained that if you're making less than 20% profit and you've got to pay 20% of your revenue back each month, obviously, you're going to end up in a big hole, right? So we've explored that. But in the positive use of loans, what's a good use of loan and what's a bad use of equity and a good use of equity?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you have a loan, if you have a short-term need for cash, then a short-term loan makes sense. So we talked about like factoring, which is like a payday situation. But for example, if you have inventory sitting in customs or sitting at the port and your supplier won't release it until they get paid and you have a big Amazon receivable that you'll receive in In two, in two weeks, but you need the money today to release the shipment, then something like factoring would make sense for you. For a traditional type of loan, as long as the payment term is long enough and you're profitable, a traditional loan makes sense, right? If you're only paying a couple, if you have a hundred thousand dollar loan and you're only paying five thousand dollars a month because it's a two year loan and you have that money working for you, making more money than it's costing you, a loan like that makes sense. Where people get into trouble, like we said, is with the big payback amounts, or if they're not profitable and they have a loan, things like that. And then for equity makes sense when you either where a loan would be too expensive for, or when an equity expense as far as the interest rate, which really isn't that important in a lot of cases. People always focus on interest rate because like that's what they've been trained to focus on. But I think for Amazon sellers and for Amazon loans particularly, the most important thing really for them to be focusing on is the payback terms because you could get a hundred thousand dollar loan where you have to pay it back in 60 days. And that's very different than a $100,000 loan where you have two years to pay it back. The difference is like basically $25,000 a month in cash flow going to pay a loan or not to pay a loan. And no one really ever thinks about that. I think it's because people are trained traditionally to think about it almost like you're comparing mortgages and it's basically everything's the same. It's just what has a better rate. And it's not really like that with Amazon funding. So just back to your original question, loans make sense if you're making money and they're actually long-term, low monthly payment, reasonable interest rate, reasonable fee loans. And then equity makes sense really just depending on the terms and how it's going to help you grow your business. You don't want to give up a big chunk of your company early on, especially if you can afford to keep growing or you can get a loan to do that. So equity at you know, all, they both have their pros and cons. And you, especially in the Amazon space, you need to make sure that you understand the, actually what you're getting into and not just a shop based on rate or based on the term or the name of the lender.
1: If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com slash 377. Very interesting. Yeah. So you're saying that the alleged, the apparently important number, the interest rate, which of course affects your profit after your, I suppose, after the operating profit is the finance profit or loss, right? But on a profit and loss account, it looks really important. But I guess what you're saying is it's all about the cash flow. And that makes total sense to me. And that's why I try and when I'm working with anyone, the new earliest stages transitioning towards that $10,000, $20,000 a month stage. I say, look, then my, the obscurity of the profit and loss account. That's for your account. So you need to assess back cash flow from day one because mm-hmm. I've seen too many businesses go down from that. So yeah, I'm 100% with you on that. Tell me a bit about more. You say equity makes sense depending on the terms. Can you give us an
0: example of how that might work for it, when equity would make? And then just to clarify too, so for AccruMe, our equity is a little bit different because you can basically buy us out whenever you want. So we're never a permanent equity investor. We're a temporary equity investor. But for permanent equity, for selling a piece of your business, it would really make sense when a loan doesn't make sense, basically, right? You can't get a loan that has a long enough term that's going to make sense for the cash flow of your business. And it also makes sense when you're getting a good deal, right? So maybe you think your business today is worth a million dollars and you can get equity from someone and value your business at $3 million then that might be something you want to consider basically the arbitrage between what you think your business is worth and what someone's offering you. But for Amazon sellers, right? Other than there's a lot of financing options out there, especially as you get bigger, right? Once you're doing a million dollars a year in sales, there's a pretty wide range of different loan options out there for you. So equity wouldn't really make that much sense for you at that point, unless that's your only option, right? Unless you don't have good loan terms, or maybe you're located in a place, your business is operating in a place where there aren't any lenders interested or any specialty lenders interested, then equity kind of your option. And then the same thing right when you're starting. If you're going to a family and friend and saying, hey, I need some money to start my business, equity might be a much better option than debt with them because that way you don't have to make payments. You don't have to make any payments like you like with Acrumi and you just have somebody else in the boat with you, which a lot of people actually like about working with Acrumi is that we do have a lot of experience with Amazon and e-commerce and finance. And when they work with us, technically for at least the part of time that they are working with us, we are equity investors in their business. Yeah, interesting about the structure of what you approach family with. It's not just
1: money, it's investment versus loan. I find an awful lot of people are very vague about that. And I find that makes me, my my flesh creep with dread for their future family relationships, never mind their Amazon business, right? As you say, you've got to have Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving in the US with your investors uh, if you have investment from family. So yeah, I would say that's not my preferred route ever, but... Can work. I've seen it go well. I've seen it go badly. So look, this is great stuff. Just remind us what services you offer. You you told us in the previous episode, but for those who haven't heard that, obviously you are you said you're not a permanent investor, but it's some more temporary. Tell us about mm-hmm. that. How does that work?
0: Yeah, we invest ten thousand to a million dollars in Amazon.com, so the US marketplace FBA sellers. They can be based anywhere in the world, but have to be selling on the US market. And we invest with a temporary equity. So we're investing in temporary preferred equity. And basically, how it works is we have a portal where we track the profit, and that's the true profit, right? That's your sales minus your cost of goods sold, minus all of your Amazon fees, minus your Amazon PPC. The bottom line after that, um, we track your profit. We earn a share of that profit every month relative to how much we have invested and how much the total asset pool of the business is. And then basically, what we do is every month we say, okay, this was our share of the profit. Let's write it down. And you go take it and reinvest it in more profitable products. You can pay us whenever you want. You don't have to pay us in any fixed schedule. And we have a lot of sellers that we work with who haven't paid us a single penny for months or even years. And that allows them to just reinvest all of their business and growth. We track it all in the portal. And then someday they make the decision to pay us back and when they do pay us back we lose all of our equity all of our rights and you just we just basically get back what we invested and in our share of the profit that was tracked to date so that's how it works and if you want to learn more about it and get an investment proposal and go through the details or talk to someone you can just go over to app.acruemy.com and answer a few questions about your business and then get an investment proposal or talk to someone on our team amazing Look, i would encourage anyone who thinks that their situation
1: matches what you're offering a lot of people i know even the ones based in the UK sell on amazon.com and it's definitely a place that you should consider. If you're not yet, then I would encourage you to go talk to Ben because you're going to learn so much, even if you don't end up taking an equity because it doesn't make sense. And it does feel to me that this temporary preferred equity, which is another exotic financial term I haven't come across yet. I'm getting educated over the years for the podcast, but that's a new one on me. But it does feel very similar to a loan in that once it's done, you're out of the picture and you get your company back, which is really amazing compared to traditional equity. So it's definitely a very interesting. And as I say, it's something I've been personally considering. How can I engineer this for my clients for years? Because I live in London. I live near the city of London, but I don't have the financial mouse to know how to set that up. Really great service you're providing to the community. I really think so. But is there anything else that I didn't ask you, Ben, that I should have asked you about?
0: No, I think that's it. I think you really hit the nail on the head. You know, for us, we tried to take the best of both worlds right take equity with no payment requirements no fixed payment requirements we only make a profit if the seller's making an actual profit not just pulling it off their top line revenue but then we're not permanent equity so as soon as you pay us back we stop earning a share of the profit and we go our separate ways and part friends and it's worked out really well we've helped a lot of sellers grow exponentially uh, and we're just looking forward to helping more sellers grow. The more money they make, the more money we make and we're in it together with the sellers we invest in. And that's part of the fun. Yeah, I have to say I
1: really like the structure, I've got to say, very impressed. Look, Ben, I know you've got to get on to another meeting. It's been very educational, if nothing else. And I think for quite a lot of people out there that I personally can think of off the top of my head, this would be a very good option to explore. So if you want to get in touch with Ben and his team folks, again it's it's app just
0: remind us Ben of the URL. App? Yep. So it's app.accrueme.com, or if you just go to a c c r u e m e. A C C R U E M com. Exactly. I was going to spell that out
1: accru, one of those awkward words. Has it got an E in it? Yes, it has. Ben, very many thanks for coming on the show. It's been educational and very interesting. Quick whistle stop tour through all those funding options out there. Many thanks.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Michael. Have a good
1: If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to slash 377.